And good evening. Thank you for taking the time to join us. Um, we are in a minute going to talk about those new COVID numbers that are out that are confusing everybody. And we're going to give you an explanation for it and why you shouldn't be confused, but you should be glad that you have expanded the options of the data that you have. We've complained here a lot that we've had bad data. It's hard to make good decisions with bad data. And the reality is simplistic interpretations of that data is the real problem. And that's why we all live in fear because it's hard to know what is and isn't kind of truth. But the truth is in defining a COVID death, there is no universal truth. If you look around the world, different countries, different cultures, different people count it differently. And there's actually no right way to do it. If you really kind of think about it, you have some places that count a COVID death as direct. And so their numbers are very low. Then you have places like the United States who have a very open interpretation of COVID deaths. And so those numbers are very high. And the question is, which one is right? And the question isn't which one is right. The question is, which one is right for that culture? And here in America, we have such a diverse series of cultures that there is no way. It's not possible for us to have a standard. We're all going to look at it differently. I'm going to look at it differently than my mother does. And she's the one who raised me. It's just because we're different people. We have different experiences. We have a different view on life and death and how all these things manifest themselves. And so when you look at COVID death numbers and you see, you know, elderly with comorbidities are the major death drivers, you know, and you're young and healthy and everybody you know is young and healthy, you're going to view that differently than if everybody you know has lots of health issues. And there's nothing wrong with either one of those things. Neither one is right. And neither one is wrong. The question is, are our leaders and those who are discussing this need to be more thoughtful in how they discuss these things? We can't make rational decisions if we're having simplistic data thrown at us. We have to start making better choices. We have to start making rational choices based upon this wild interpretation of data. My personal belief is that numbers in COVID deaths are numbers are somewhere in the middle, but I can be moved either direction based upon discussion. But we're not having discussions. We're yelling at each other. We're yelling over each other. We think anybody who thinks differently than us is inherently evil rather than, hey, maybe they have a different view. Maybe their view on death is different. Maybe their culture's view on death is different. We become so insistent that people are different than us, are somehow fundamentally different than us, rather than, you know, they have a different perspective. We, none of us want people to die. But the truth is people do die. We die all day from all kinds of things. COVID is one of those. And we're talking about some doctors think it's undercounted because 
people have been putting off treatments. And so now they're dying from heart attacks that they otherwise wouldn't die. And so they want those listed as COVID deaths too. There's actually an argument for that. I wouldn't count them myself, but there is a valid argument that for that. And we have to be able to have these discussions. Did locking down the healthcare system actually to treat focus on COVID deaths, did it actually save lives? I don't know. I can't sit here and point fingers at, at people for making decisions that we don't have enough information on to make rational choices. And the problem is that they haven't given us enough information to make rational choices. And now that they finally are starting to give us the complex information, we don't know what to do with it. Because we are so at each other's throats. We are so against something rather than finding a way to be for each other. You know, it's a tribe. We only get through this together, but it's also true. But saying it isn't enough. In fact, saying it is worthless. Acting it. That's how we get through this. Do we open up? Do we close down? How much do we open up? What do we do? It's all very complicated. And anybody who sits there and tells you their answer is more moral than somebody else's answer isn't really thinking. You know, we make the best decisions we can. We take our basic human rights. We take our constitutional rights. We take the best information that we can get from economists and from scientists and from psychological and from the psychological community we take all that together and we try to make some rational decision out of this whole mess and we're going to get it wrong it's just going to happen but we there's such a lack of trust in our institutions and in our leaders so just to tell us the truth that look we we made all these decisions that tended up not to be right so we're going to do this now but they're so afraid of losing their jobs that they're not willing to do them properly. So getting through COVID is not a simple question of policy. It's not. Policy is not going to get us through this. We are. Me, you, your neighbors. Bye figuring out our own ways through it. You know, I have an anxiety disorder. I can't wear a physical mask unless I absolutely have to. And I pay a price for that later on. But when I go out, I wear a face shield because it's kind of the right thing to do. I'm not worried about getting COVID, but if I happen to have it, I don't want to spread it around. So I take reasonable precautions. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking people to take reasonable precautions. You know, my anxiety disorder could have gone the other way. I could be one of those people who have to dress in a hazmat suit to leave the house. But, you know, these all things manifest themselves differently. So let's be kinder to each other. Let's not assume that someone is evil because they have a different view on how to answer these complicated problems we are facing. Let's stop a minute and think. You know, 
So how do we go? So what do we do? This is the problem when you don't write a script. Sometimes you don't know how to end these things. So, <laughs> but that's what you get. I don't write scripts to these things. And sometimes you get to a spot where you, you've kind of ended and you've left yourself nowhere to end. So if you guys can help, we could always use, if you have a spare change, $5, $10, how we advertise mostly on Facebook and social media. And that's where it gets used. If you're interested in like yard signs, let me know and we can look about placing an order. We're in the air about whether we should do those or not. How much the return on investment on those in this modern era, it's an issue. And we're here, don't like to spend money, we don't have to. And so if the return on investment is best in social media, that's where we spend our time and our money. And it's the way it's looking right now. But if you would like a yard sign, we can figure something out or something of that nature. We can always use volunteers. I talk, I don't write very, very well, bad fingers. So if you are a writer and you'd like to help, um, please get in contact, help turn these things into a written form. You know, I can do it. It's just, I can't type for a squat because of nerve damage. So, and it takes a lot of time and my time is limited. So we can also use volunteers for that. Um, we can always use people to help spread the message. Just talk. We are mostly a whisper campaign. We've kind of gone back to the old days. You know, we looked at what was wrong with the world, what was wrong with politics, and we decided to not do that. Which is why we don't raise money very well, because I refuse to practice it. <laughs> it's, you know, it's our curse, but our charm. And I guess that's it for tonight. Um, unless there's a question or comments. Nope, nobody has any question or comments. So that's good. Um, we do have a couple questions, a couple topics hanging behind above our head. I had not, I've been busy and I didn't have a chance to get to them. That is actually my fault. Um, the, I have actually been reached out to by people who can answer my questions. So once I do that, I will come back to you. We'll sit down and we'll have a chat about it. And I do want to be clear here about this whole water district issue. I've found nothing wrong. They are doing everything right. There are some, it's some, there's some information that's difficult to find, but that's not, doesn't mean something's wrong. It just means it's difficult to find. These issues are complicated. And so it's, it's really not a problem. Um, I don't expect to find anything, but we'll ask. Because when a community asks a question, we answer them. And we answer them publicly, and sometimes that can be uncomfortable. And I understand that. And I, it's not my desire to make anybody uncomfortable. But as public servants, sometimes it happens. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, let me think. The water issues. Um, oh, PSA for while I'm standing here. I wanted to mention a PSA and I'll do a specific one um, for childhood concussions. I'll do a specific video for that later. But please remember, as we're all kind of taking care of our own children more. Um, I know as I, as a father who raised, you know, four boys and a girl that I didn't think enough about when children would bang their head. And uh, 
and while we're luckily that it doesn't seem to have been an issue in my kids, you know, my boys bang their head all the time. But if your child does hit their head, you know, falls off a bicycle or something, even with a helmet, pay attention. Because as someone who has suffered post-concussion syndrome issues, you know, my thumb still doesn't work. My fingers don't type very well. Um, and I have, you know, gaps in memory. I don't taste food. There's all kinds of things that come along with, potentially come along with having concussions. And I'm an adult and children's brains are still developing. And so pay attention. I wish I had dug up some information, which is why I wasn't planning to do this yet. But maybe John, he usually watches these. Maybe he can post some information about childhood concussions, where to give information. But with telemedicine and the video medicine these days, it's call the advice nurse and ask him what to look for. Just be more aware about childhood concussions. It really is an important issue and one that we just don't think about enough. And I don't understand why, but yet I'm as guilty as anybody. I raised a boatload of kids and it didn't cross my mind nearly enough. And so it's, you know, it's one of those things that we need to be more aware of. And I think we're going to end it on that because it is getting hot in here. <laughs> I'm starting to sweat and nobody wants to see that. Um, go to justforassembly.com if you guys want to check something out. And if you I want to help us update that, if you know WordPress, get in touch with me, please, because I'm a terrible webmaster. And please remember, thanks. Good evening. Have a good evening. And please remember to please love everybody. The world is crazy enough these days. And we're done. Thank you, sweetie.